Well, I thought you meant sustainability because fly fishermen catch fuck all. Welcome everybody to the Deep Drop. Thank you very much for your time and joining us. This is a fishing podcast that asks difficult questions and has a go at answering them in some way, shape or form. I'm Luke McCredden and with me as always, Adam Ring adds, I don't reckon we should muck around tonight. I reckon we should just dive straight on in. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. Will there ever be fly-only rivers in Australia? Well, firstly, Adam, this is actually an interesting question, but I think we should probably should break down fly-only rivers, fly-only lakes, because some people won't be familiar with the concept. But basically, and I think predominantly in the US, uh, New Zealand, and probably in Europe, they're sort of weird about their fly fishing in, in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but, but I think um, basically, essentially, it's exactly as it sounds. There's some rivers and lakes uh, around the world that are – only fly fishing allowed so no bait fishing no lure fi- n- nothing just fly fishing um yep. and i guess the 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 main reasons for that seem to be environmental um and and you know the fish sustainability i think is the main reasons behind as far as i'm concerned and i can sort of see so i had a bit of a look and a bit of a deep dive there actually are fly only lakes in tassie that's so, the, i thought when I, when we were pre-planning this and i had a look at the questions I actually did think Tassie straight away. And two thoughts on Tassie. A, it's not part of Australia, is it? No, it's international. So, so yeah. you know, it falls into the same category as the US and everywhere yeah. else like yeah. that. But, yeah. And do they have fly-only rivers or is it just lakes? Oh, I think it's only lakes at the moment. So Yeah, okay. I think, um, you know, and, and there's a lot of reasons for it. Like I said, I think predominantly around the world, it's the environmental reasons, of course, and, um, you know, fish sustainability. And when I say that, I think it's all about the release of fish. So it's all about, th- there's a lot of talk around the reason for fly only is because they re- fish release better if they're caught on fly as opposed to... Ca- well, I th- well, I thought you meant sustainability because fly fishermen catch fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was wrong. You may be, you may be very, very accurate there. I'm not sure. Uh, I, don't, I don't mind that. Um, I think, yeah, I think, I think there's a lot to do with, um, you know, catching them on fly. It's all about the um, the suck and spit action of a trout or a salmon. Or a salmon. <laughs> and I know that sounds kind of dirty, but it's not. It's it's how they're feeding off. You know, they they suck a fly in, and quite often, if it doesn't feel right. They'll um, spit it straight back out, but with a bait, they will quickly identify if it's you know if it's a worm or something like that that it is in fact that and just swallow it straight away. And hence, you get gut hooked, you get hooks going down the throat, and all sorts of issues. I think I think I'm kind of on the right path with that as one of the reasons there are fly only waters around the world. You might, you, I mean, you've already given us some insight as to why you think it is, and I think it's not bad. <laughs> I've got, I've got no idea why there is fly-only waterways now. And in case for the listeners out there that haven't picked this up yet, mm. 
I've fly fished once in my life. <laughs> the fly was caught on the tree behind me more than it was in front. Yeah. And I've never touched a fly rod again ever since. Well, it's just, just one of those things that ha- it's never it's never grabbed me. It no. really hasn't. It's um, and I, I am absolutely guilty of that. I've been on one fly fishing trip, and very quickly into the trip, put the fly rod down and grabbed a spin rod. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but it is an art. It is a is a fantastic um method. I love it. I, 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 there is certainly um some YouTube channels that I watch that are my favourite fishing channels. That is fly fishing. I think there's a really it's a really beautiful way to fish, and obviously. As I said, some of those channels are international and they're fly only, so it makes sense. But um, I think there's also a bit of environmental reason around it too, and I think a lot of it's to do with bait fishermen. You know, tend to get snagged more, and there'll be dirty sinkers and hooks and line and leader sort of that throughout. Make, that makes sense throughout waterways. So that does make sense. Not to say that you don't, you know, snap a fly tip it off if you if you it, at some point in your life. I'm sure they do, although they'll never admit it. Um, no. But, <laughs> But so I think that's sort of the why, and I think that's a bit of the what. But the question remains: Will there be fly-only rivers in Australia? Well, mate, I, I think it's fair to say, Adam, you and I are in absolutely no position to make a call on it from from, nope. from, from a from a legal standpoint. But I don't mind it, and here's one reason that I don't mind the idea of it happening. In you know, just you know, nominating a bunch of rivers around sort of New South Wales and Victoria. Not doesn't have to be a heap, can just be a handful. It's somewhere the fly fishermen can go and just be left alone. <laughs> and the, and the, Yep. <laughs> I love the way you said that. <laughs> and don't stand, you know, even not getting in anyone else's way and vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think they'd be the first to say, yeah, that's fine. Let, let, let's give us our own waterways. Yeah, yeah. But then I think every bait fisherman would claim they want their own waterway and I think every yeah. little fisherman would want their own waterway and then every greenie would want their own waterway yeah. where none of us are allowed to do which, anything on it. But, which they already do, yeah. Yeah, it'll just be a bit of a snowball effect. But I, on, a, on a serious note, mm. uh, I've got nothing, nothing against fly fish shows. <laughs> Sounds or, like you or, do, Adam. Or fly fishing. <laughs> No, I no. I don't. No. I'm just not very good at it and I don't understand it at all. But mm. I do honestly think I, I well I don't think there will ever be fly only rivers that aren't already established if there is some because I don't know if there is any more out there apart from the ones we spoke about earlier in the segment. Um I think everything's come too far as far oh, okay. as as far as I I just don't I just don't see how, A, it could be policed or managed. I don't know if it's worth even the fight of doing it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fly fishermen will probably disagree, and that's not to say they haven't got some of their own little hidey holes around the place where where they prefer to fly fish over others, but I just don't think in any official capacity mm. there will be one. But I could be wrong, and if I am wrong, awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm all for it. I just can't see how it would work. No, I think I'm kind of with you, but also on the other side of the fence. In that, if if there's if there's strong reasoning for it, for and 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 um, good reasoning for it, whether it be environmental or, or whatever, then I, I'm I think there could be. Um, but there's there'd have to be a strong case for it. There'd have to be a strong reason why it would happen. And I think just off the top of my head, some of the lakes in in uh, Tassie. Might be that really shallow weed bed lakes anyway, which are probably 
you'd only want to fly fish on them anyway. There's not really anything else you can do with them. So So they're kind of fly fishing only by default. By default, yeah, probably. Probably. So I don't know. But I'm I'm sort of leaning towards I think it could, but there'd have to be a good argument for why it needs to happen. So do you think it would need to be a just hypothetically speaking, a, a new man-made river somewhere that connects an existing ri- river in a couple of spots or do you, do you just pick, you know, a bit of river somewhere and say fly fishing only? Yeah, I think it'd be, a, I think it'd probably picked off and and it'd pro- you'd have to be an established river um, maybe that then gets stocked and maybe a lake that then gets stocked um, purely for the fly guys. But Gee, it'd have to be something that's not heavily fished by bait and lure fishers already because it'd be a bit of an uproar. It's probably It'd oh, probably sure. have to be something that's 95% predominantly only fly fished anyway. And we look, yeah. we've all fished trout yeah. rivers that have sections where as a lure, like you, you and I basically only spin, you know, with, with hard body lures or spinners or whatever. And the, we've we've all been through those sections where you go, geez, we, we can't really fish this. This is... If you had, a, if you were fly fisherman, you you could fish it and probably be productive, and they do. But you know those, it might be a, a bit of a rapid or a small pools that you sort of be have to be really really particular with that we it almost cancels us out. So I'm thinking yeah, it'd be yeah. it'd be that sort of river or fishery that would make that happen. I, I don't think it. Yeah, I think it'd be a bit of a, a bit of a debate, but I think it could. But that ha- again, I harp on it. It'd have to be good reasons for. Yeah, I, I can't make up any of those reasons in my head or, or come up with a scenario in which yeah. I'd look at it now and say find out tomorrow that a certain stretch of river or something was going to be fly fishing only and go, yeah, that's a good idea. Like I just can't, <laughs> I can't see. And it's it's no offense. And I, I'd, it probably came out worse than what I intend, intended it to, but it's not because I've got anything against fly fishing. I just think it's... It's not necessarily a fight that would be worth yeah. taking, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, look, once again, um, and I think it's happened before already in this podcast. We've we've had a bit of it crack at fly anglers. So, what I'd <laughs> like to say to that is, if you are a fly fisher, get a spin rod. No, <laughs> not get a spin rod. That's not what I was going to say. I was going to say get in touch and pr- and tell us why it should happen or it shouldn't. Maybe they'd be against it as well. I'm not sure, but I, I'm definitely open, especially on on this topic. I'm open to hear all suggestions because I. I'm just not the right person to, to be commenting on it because <laughs> I just don't get into the fly fishing thing. No, I think we need to. I think you and I both need to get some uh, get some feedback on this on Instagram. The Deep Drop Instagram page is the best way to do it. Um, jump on, yep. tell us what you think. Tell us what we're saying that's completely wrong because we need to know <laughs> before we tackle these answers. Anyway, all right, all right. Let's move on. Let's move on. What do we got next? Is it Western Port or Western Port Bay? Oh, Luke. The age-old question. This old chestnut. This old chestnut. (laughs) I've got a pretty clear answer and stance on this. Yep. And if you call it Western Port Bay, you will offend me. Yeah. So I Luke, I tried so hard to find something, anything that would support my answer. Yeah. <laughs> about it not being a bay. But I think like technically speaking, it, it is. Mm. But I just 
I'm not going to have it. No, that's fair. That's fair. Look, I when I knew this question was coming up, I'm not going to lie, I dove into some research. So yeah, so did I. Because I thought, no, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to do. I don't, don't want it to be an opinion piece. I want to have a bit of fact to back me up. No, I've, no, I've gone strictly opinion because <laughs> I couldn't find a fact to support my opinion. <laughs> Well, I did, but the funny thing is, and I actually thought this at the time, is that I thought I'm going online, I'm getting facts, but then you go, it's just online. It doesn't, it's not necessarily a fact. <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> but I'm confident with my Britannica uh, 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 research online, Adam, uh, that in fact it, it is Western Port. Now, the other interesting part of that is that I think. Um, you know, over the years, I'm certainly guilty of just writing Western Port in one word. It's very much two words. It's it's hundred percent. It's two words. Yeah. So there's yep. and and makes sense. But when I think about all the times I've written it, I reckon, you know, in articles probably I've even publications written it as one word. Well, even have a look at some of the maps and books and bits and pieces you can buy. It's one word. Yeah. Yes. It's Correct. wrong. It's wrong. You know, Bill Classen, if you're listening, update all your AFN maps because yeah. it's two words. Spell, spell check, Bill. Come on. Um, <laughs> but it was interesting when I did dive in a little bit to um, some research, uh, a lot of the things that I read were about it being Western Port, but then it also had, you know, um, affectionately known or also known as Western Port Bay. So obviously, yes, and that's what annoyed me. Yeah. They gave in, Luke. Yeah. They gave in. I did, they, they didn't stand their ground and say, no, it's no. Western Port. So, look, bit of a fun fact that I that I found in my researching travels. Mm. Now, I just want to preface this by saying it could be made up yeah. because there were no dates given, but I did find something that said there has been a time in Victoria's history where that entire coastline between Wilson's Prom and Port Phillip Bay mm. was actually referred to as Western Port. The whole coast? The whole coast. Oh, wow. Between Wilson's Prom and Port Phillip Bay, so that means nothing. I just found it was interesting. I it's, love it, but yeah, and because because but, we're but, going but back that in- whole area, but that whole area was never known as Western Port Bay. No, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's it. That's very, very relevant. But I suppose because I think it goes back to old mate um, um, who discovered that area. That was as, wet, as far west as they got, wasn't it? So it was just that's Western right. Port, and it was obviously yep. the port. Um, you know, and I don't want to. I don't want to be. Flipping this argument into the other, the other bay, but I think Port Phillip is Port Phillip Clearly Bay. A bay. <laughs> but but if, I've read I've read things about that that it's it's a port and it's it's just Port Phillip, and in fact it's made up of a dozen or fifteen or sixteen different bays. Yes, now that that is that is correct, and it's am, still am Port I, Phillip Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Am I opening a can of worms that we weren't ready for? I just Ma- think- <laughs> massively, and and it's and it's funny because I actually this was something that was brought up um, on Talking Fishing Luke on Channel Thirty One, mm. and we actually had a disgruntled viewer write into us way Ooh. too many times <laughs> because we would because we would continually refer to it as Port Phillip Bay. Yeah, right. Oh, and they were when- saying. No, no, it's not because it is made up of yeah. the seven bays or whatever yeah, they whatever it is claim to be. Um, so, but that's not the question. So let's ignore no, that. Okay, okay. It's, but, <laughs> but we it might is, tackle that on a future episode. But it, but it does raise the question that that Victoria's two largest 
waterways, so to speak, there is still confusion over what they're called. Yeah, no, no, seriously. And <laughs> 200 years down the track, we haven't got it right. That's right. Because, the, well, the true defini- definition of a bay is a broad inlet of water where the land curves inwards. So it, so it creates okay. a, it's almost like a pool or a bay. Yeah. So te- technically speaking, mm. I think Western Port, is a bay. Yeah. Is it is But it I'll, I'll be offended. Is it can I throw another me. spanner in the in the works and, and say that at some point I've heard uh, both referred to as estuaries. Yeah, no, they're idiots. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, there's, there's kind of if you really wanted to sort of deep dive into that, it kind of also makes a bit of sense too when you break it down. But let's not because we're yeah. we're getting away from No. Well but I, I've also heard as well why Western Port isn't a bay is because it has two entrances. Ah. Okay. But I but I could but I couldn't find I couldn't find any information on mm. to say that's a reason why it wouldn't be a bay. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Does it have two entrances or is it one entrance with an island in the middle? Oh, now you're getting philosophical <laughs> on me. My, my brain hurts. There you go. I think, look, I think we'll get opinions on this one, which is awesome because that's what we want. And again, yep. I throw to Instagram, um, find the uh, the post about this particular question. But I'll also, I'll also just, what do people want to call it? You know, get let us know what you've always called it all your life and you want to stick by it and you're not budging. That's cool. Let us know because the Port Phillip, Port Phillip Bay, Western Port, Western Port Bay question. Uh, you know, uh, let, let's yeah. hear it. I'm not having Western Port Bay though. It just doesn't feel right. Never oh, has. so glad. I'm so glad we're on the same page because yeah. I I feel as though if we had differing differing opinions on this, it may have affected our friendship. Well, this would be the last episode I'd ever record with you. To be honest. <laughs> um, all right, so we're, we're we're both strong on it's Western, Western Port. Port. Bang. Let's yep. move on. Is land-based fishing even good? Wow. This is a very elitist question, isn't it? This is it coming is. from someone who owns a nice shiny boat, someone who wouldn't even wouldn't even dare to step foot on a pier or a rock platform or a, or a bank of a river. Is land-based fishing even good? Um no boat, no fish. You know, that sort of theory, yeah, yeah, that sort of mentality. Yeah. False. False. No boat, no fish. False. I'm going to stand up for the land-based uh, anglers around the world, around Victoria, around Australia, around the world. Uh, absolutely, it's good. Um, but I think, Adam, what we need to do now is give our – because I, I don't know where you're sitting on this one, but is probably to give some arguments as to why I think it's good, why we think it's good, or why you might think it's no good, Ads. Where are you at with this? No, no, I think it's good. Um, now listen, I probably don't do enough of it as I probably should, but I think solely it's, it's based on the grass is always greener on the other side. If you're land-based the whole time you think I'm not catching anything because I can't go and find the fish. The fish have to find me. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or you're, or you're sitting on the bank or on a pier or wherever you are and you're looking at boats driving past going, Oh. If only. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, land-based, it is good. And I've been... Well, Luke, we've been lucky enough to to meet and know and talk to heaps of guys that have just about got the land-based thing 
like clocked mm. that are just like insanely good land based fishers. Well, but I mean, to the to the point where if you suggested um, they should get a boat or something, they'd be like, well, "Nah, why? Don't need to. I don't need to." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, and and you do. You speak to a lot of those people, and you, I think you know. I think in terms of even the fishing too, like it depends on what, what you're into. There's some instances where a boat's not even relevant. Like if you're a diehard trout angler, well, sure yep. you can hit a lake somewhere around the place or whatever. But I think the best. Oh, well, and I might be speaking out of tongue here, but some of the best trout fishing that's available is all on foot. Well, I think we, we've covered this in a previous episode and we said that, you know, trout caught from the boat in the lake doesn't, doesn't count, count anywhere near as much as the ones that are caught. <laughs> that's right. But actually, it's a funny, it's a good segue because one of the other things we've spoken to, and it might have been that similar episode, was about the fact that there are certain species that are worth more land-based. Like, and, and I think snapper was one. If you catch a yeah. you know, really nice snapper, let's call it three in that three to five kilo bracket, which is a really nice snapper. If you get one of them land-based, well, I think that outshines one that's boated any day of the week. Yeah, well, there's that... There's the you kind of need to work insanely hard on a different level to be a successful land-based angler, but you don't have to be if that makes sense. Like my first ever fish was caught off a pier. Yes, yeah. um, and and I think where land-based fishing changed for a lot of people and got insanely difficult is through the social media revolution, mm. uh, because now you you can't if. The garfish are going insanely well down at Mornington Pier. You can't go down there and find a spot to fish. Like it's yeah, yeah. it's just it's just crazy because of the the information that's so easy to find these days. But for those that want to get out and explore, find a rock ledge somewhere or yeah. take a take a little goat track down to you know a bit of river that barely gets touched or the back of an end of an estuary that even the boats don't even get up into. There is some really good fishing, but it's like everything. Uh, the more time you want to put in, the more obsessive you want to get about it, yeah. then the better the results. You touched on a point there, which I think is really important. And certainly for me, because I think about fishing as a kid, piers and jetties is where it was at. I call that kind of the grassroots fishing. When you're oh, a, sure. a, a young fella or young um, boy or girl and you're hitting the, the piers, the jetties, the wherever... It's all land based, and you're a tackle rat, a pier rat, jetty rat, whatever you want to call it. I, I think it's a lot. There's a lot learnt from that, and you develop as an angler. Um, maybe you don't think of it at the time because all you think is, "Oh, I wish I had a all this boat or whatever." But you're actually learning so much. And I think about these days with the access of and you know the availability of so many boats and vessels out there that some kids are probably um, fortunate or unfortunate, depending which way you look at it. That they their first couple of years of experience of fishing is out of a boat, out of this luxurious, beautiful boat, which is great, don't get me wrong, but you forget about that grassroots fishing, as I call it. Yeah, that's right. And it can be like everything because I guess it's easy when you're sitting on the bank or sitting on a pier and you see all the boats and maybe the fishing's not going that well. It's easy to think that I have to be in a boat. Like I'm not mm. going to catch anything. Let me tell you, there's someone who has fished out of a boat I've caught just as much of nothing out of a, out of a boat than I have <laughs> on a pier or a riverbank somewhere mm. as well. So it it's got its own its own challenges. Uh, same with catching fish out of a boat or a kayak or whatever you do these days. But I think land based fishing is definitely not to be ignored. 
Yeah, there's and always that. You can still get good fish. There's always that funny thing too when you when you um, and I'll use estuary fishing um, all up and down the east coast of Australia, particularly. When you're in a boat, you're quite often really honed in and targeting the banks and and casting your lures as yeah, hard up against right. the banks as possible. Yet when you're on the bank, you're doing everything to cast your lure or your bait out as far from the bank as possible. And, and <laughs> it's that crazy thing when you think, well, yeah, if you actually look at the two combined, you think, well, I'm fishing where you are and I'm you're fishing where I'm standing. So there's something here to it. So yeah. yeah. The other the other question I suppose to finish off this segment is. And I was thinking about this today, and I know there are a couple, but in the grand scheme of things, most fish, and I guess it's a statement, but I'll turn it into a question. Are there many fish that you can't catch land-based? Now, now I'm not talking they're easy. I'm not talking difficulty. I'm just saying in general, because we've seen over the years from way back in the 80s, the, the rock platforms on up in the sort of the mid-north coast or the mid-coast of New South Wales for marlin and big tuna. Yep. Um, and the, and the, I suppose the development of fishing tackle and gear, all of a sudden there's not many species that you can't actually target land-based. Yeah, that's that's right. And and apart from deep dropping, yes, um, yep. that, it's probably one of the few things, well, it's the only thing I can think of right now yeah that you, and certain, certainly you know I mean? certainly some of the pelagics that you'd sort of associate with maybe you know out wide on the great barrier reef and that sort of thing but even that when yeah. you when you when you talk to guys that are from up north queensland there's, there's quite a few accessible rock ledges that all of a sudden coral trout gts all these sorts of fish are absolutely targetable so to speak yeah that's right and and it, you need to nut out those times that maybe they push in close or it might be a specific time of year but that's no that's no different to targeting them in a boat you yeah. know what i mean you're still yeah. working out the best times of year or the best tides or the best time of day to target these fish yeah it's just about understanding the yeah. water and understanding the species you're trying to catch all right well adam is land-based fishing even good yes it is yeah, I'm saying it is too. And yeah, I'm saying I'm, yes. Yeah, yeah. And don't overthink it. Just take it for nah. what it is, you know. And it's yes, it's good. Ads uh that's us. That's us for now. Hope, hopefully we've we've put a bit of a twist and our answers on a uh, on a few tricky questions there. Um I'm comfortable with all my answers. How do you feel? Yeah, no, I feel pretty good. I hope I haven't offended too many fly fishermen. <laughs> you have. Sorry, 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 not sorry. <laughs> all right, well, Get in touch. Instagram's the place to hit us up. The deep drop is what we're called. All our questions are, are posted in there and, and we encourage people to get in touch and get involved. Ads and interact and tell us their thoughts on all those questions. We're simply just having our opinion. We're not stating yes. facts here, Not except for Western Port. That's fact. That's fact. <laughs> but tell us we're wrong, please, on everything. Prove tell us, us we're wrong. wrong. But, but tell us why we're wrong because, you know. Yeah, Keep we need the conversation going. And a big shout out there to Dave Standing for our questions today, Adam. Obviously, Dave's uh, voice may be recognised by the fishing uh, public out there. Obviously, hosts Wind Against Tide podcast. It's a good one. It's a good one. I've been involved in that a couple of times. A lot of fun. So thank you, Dave, for reading the questions tonight. Much appreciated, mate. Uh, but also um, subscribe. If you, if you like what you're listening to, subscribe on your favourite podcast players. Tell all your friends about it. Get them involved and obviously hit us up on Instagram, The Deep Drop. I'm Luke McCredden and Adam Ring is here as always. Thank you very much for your time. Adzi, let's round this one out.
Hello, my name is Dave Standing. I have been asked by Luke McCredden to ask a couple of questions. I want to make it very clear that I'm doing this of my own free will and certainly have not been threatened by Luke in any way at all. Just wanted to make that clear. That is all. Thank you.